you can totally do this. You have to pause and ask yourself, what is the story I'm telling myself here? And more importantly, is that story true? We don't want the thing. We think we want the thing, but what we really want is the feeling we think the thing is gonna give us. It is that simple. It is that complicated. It is so much easier than you think it's gonna be. Clarity in what you want, confidence in who you are, and the courage to stay true to both. This is To Call Myself Beloved, the podcast with Lise Wilcox. I'm so happy you're here. (laughs) Okay. So welcome back. Today we are talking about how to make your relationship thrive during COVID-19. I will, I got to tell you, I understand intimately that everything in our life feels different right now. Everything feels different right now than it did two weeks ago. And that is a lot to process. We rely so heavily on routine and structure and predictability that I appreciate in the face of so much change, so much of that change that has threatened some of our most basic and most primal needs it might sound like a big ask for me to be like, oh, let's talk about your relationship now as well. It's not a big ask. This is, it is, it is, it is, it is, and it isn't. This is the time to get very clear on your communication skills with your partner and the love that you have, not only for your partner, but for yourself, because one of the gifts COVID is going to leave us with is a better sense of community and a better sense of interdependency and being able to safely trust and rely on other people. So yeah, your relationship is paramount to this. And as we're going through today, I'm going to share with you my top three mindset tips on how to make your relationship thrive. I need you to read between some of the lines. You know, I am a single woman talking to you right now. So when I'm talking about relationship skills, I'm not only talking about the skills we bring to a relationship with another person, with an intimate partner, but also the relationship skills we use and cultivate with ourselves because they are are so closely related, you know, as somebody who is single, who is, by the way, heartbroken that Ben Affleck legit has a girlfriend right now. Why? Why did that also have to come to light during COVID? Frankly, do we not have enough on our plates? Now we got to deal with the fact that like my dream husband is taken. But I digress. As a single woman who is very much in the place of desiring real lasting love, intimacy, and partnership, I'm so aware that the skills we cultivate for our relationships are the skills we are cultivating in our lives. So if you're single, if you're partnered, if you're somewhere in between, this is still for you. This is definitely still for you. Um, This is a time, although it is it might feel stressful. It might feel unknown. I might feel a little bit out of control. This is the time to work on your relationship because as I said, we are learning how to weather this storm together. And that's the key. We're shifting out of um, me. We're moving towards we. So from me to we. And as we do that, communication becomes, it becomes even more clear how damn important and foundational communication is to making this a success for us, like across the board. 
So today we're really talking about rekindling all the love. And yeah, that can be for yourself. And yes, that can be with your partner as well. Um, We're going to dig in. We're going to be talking about my three top tips, as I said, as a mindset coach that I can share with you on how to make your relationship thrive. Um, One is to understand masculine and feminine energy and what they each bring to the table. Two is to get very clear on what your love language is. Three, how to up-level your communication skills. And when you have a really solid understanding of what the role that each of those three things plays in your relationship, both with yourself and with your partner, things are going to feel a lot more balanced. You know, I am a huge advocate of making our inner world feel peaceful and making our inner real inner world feel balanced almost exclusively for the fact like, yes, you need to feel inner peace on your own so that, because that is your one true home. That is where you live. But when you feel that level of inner comfort and confidence and inner peace, it changes how you show up across the board in every aspect of your life. When you feel very comfortable and full and loved with who you are, for whom you are, it changes how you show up in your business. It changes how you show up in your relationships and your um, friendships. And it changes how you show up in your parenting. So using some of these really effective, high-impact techniques and communication skills that I'm going to share with you today is creating massive ripple effect in your entire life. And that's pretty special. All right. So number one, you got to understand masculine and feminine energy. Too often we think of male and female and we think of this like dichotomy or these two um, diametrically opposed beings, right? You either are or you aren't. We've experienced and witnessed so much of a shift in that conversation recently as Um, non-binary, trans, as this huge spectrum of sexuality and gender has emerged into being mainstream conversation. And still, as a casual observer over here, I still have not heard enough of the conversation being directed to the energy behind it all. Because behind each unique identity and blend of identity, no matter how it is that you identify, We are talking about masculine and feminine energy, and each of those warrants our focus and our attention because within each of us exists this duality. It is constantly at play. We each possess masculine energy. We each possess feminine energy, no matter what our sexuality is, no matter what our gender identity is, we each possess this interdynamic play of these two energies. And each of those energies has specific qualities that when we are emotionally aware of what they both are, we can really deepen our emotional intelligence to understanding what the hell is happening, not only within ourselves, but within our relationships. So Part of what is making this quarantine, social distancing, life 2.0, world 2.0, community 2.0, part of what is making it feel so difficult is that we are being forced en masse almost overnight to sink into our feminine energy, 
Typically, we exist in a world, in a culture, in a context that celebrates masculine energy. And what is that? It's not old white guys, but it's, it's close. Um, masculine energy is achievement oriented. It is output oriented. It is action oriented. It is driven. It is like, go get him, tiger. It is go get what you want. It is stand up and fucking fight for what you want. It is like achieve, reward, repeat. You know, you get good grades at school or you work hard for at school. You, you do a test, you get an A, you come home. Maybe you even get a further reward from your parents. Maybe they paid you for grades. I don't know. But you, you achieve, you get a reward, you repeat. You know, at work, you're working hard, you get a bonus, you do it again. Um, you're an online entrepreneur, you run a podcast, you know, you start a podcast, you get five stars, you get some pretty sweet reviews, you make top hundred and it's like, I want more of this. I'm just going to keep repeating it. Just like to throw a casual example out there. <laughs> We are kind of stuck and we're kind of trapped in this like, go, 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 output, 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 achieve, 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 action, action, action all the time because it yields us like a physical reward. And guess what? We have just observed that that shit isn't working for us anymore. It has created such a polarization in our economy and in our, uh, in our, in our social groupings. It's not working anymore. We've leaned too far into celebrating a masculine energy. As I said, one of the gifts COVID is going to bring us is this shift and this return into a feminine energy. And what is a feminine energy? It's a receptive energy. It's flow. It's allowing things to happen. It's allowing things to process. It's slow, receptive, flowy. It's adaptive. It's um, evolving in nature. If you think about um, yin and yang, feminine energy is the yin energy. It's the softening. It's the dewiness. It's the, it's, you can hear it like in, oh God, I feel it in like every part of my body right now. It's this dripping with honey softness and just allowing things to flow and nurture and love and care, right? It is the exact opposite of go, achieve, perform, complete, like just go, 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 go. These have to work in a balance. Everything in our universe at every level, no matter how grand or how micro, Everything operates in a balance. And when we lean too heavily to one side, it doesn't work. And when we lean too heavily to the other side, it doesn't work either. We have to harness an excellent blend of both of these energies. Um, so often I hear from my clients that when I talk about masculine and feminine energy and really consciously cultivating more of a feminine. They're like, oh, my therapist told me that, or my nutritionist told me that, or my massage therapist told me that. All these experts in my life have been telling me to just chill the hell out and lay low for a little bit and really start to cultivate that yin. Well, now is your chance. And this is for men too. This is, And that's what's so beautiful about this. We're not talking about men or women. We're talking about energies at play. Um, last week, most of my client calls were centered around the following pattern. Okay. Uh, my female client would be like, I'd be like, I'm here to support you. How can I support you? How are you doing? How are you doing? And she'd be like, well, 
I'm doing well. Um, you know, yes, I'm adapting to kids being at home. Yes, I'm adapting to what my business is going to look like. Yes, I'm adapting to and pivoting to meet the needs of my clients. Um, but I'm managing it. My husband, on the other hand, is driving me insane because his anxiety is at peak. His fear is at peak. He feels like he like the world is ending and we're all going to be screwed as a result. And this brought to light to me so much of this conversation of we're not talking about masculine and feminine energies and where they come from. When we look at what the masculine is embedded into our DNA is this intrinsic primal animalistic sense that the male in us and really the male of our species is driven to be the provider. You know, he's the one who's going out hunting, dragging animals back to the cave. Women are sitting around the fire, tending, nurturing, nourishing. They're hashing it out. We're bringing our problems to the fire. We're bringing our um, concerns to the problem, to the fire so we can hash it out together and talk it through, work it through and, and really come to a solution in that way. Men tend to, at a genetic level, tend to be programmed to like going out to the woods, you know, doing physical labor, grunting it out solo, retreating, and then coming back with a solution. That's embedded into us. So when we start to look at how this affects our energies, um, we each possess a degree of this energy within each of us, as I said. And I am somebody, I'm very comfortable telling you, like I'm a very feminine woman um, and I possess a shit ton of masculine energy. The only way my life works as a single, self-employed mother of three who had cancer one full year ago, who's written a book, has a podcast, blah, 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 blah. the only way I can do what I do and do it with the great degree of success uh, to which I do it is to have a very strongly cultivated masculine energy. But my life starts to implode when I neglect the nurturing of my feminine energy. Sometimes I have to force myself to come back to harnessing more of that feminine energy and really allowing myself to receive, appreciating that while I can do it all, and I've proven that over and over again, while I can do it all, it doesn't mean that I have to do it all. And that it's okay for me not only to ask for help, whew, but it's okay for me to receive help as well. So when we start to understand this dynamic of masculine and feminine and what we are each kind of battling and learning how to balance within ourselves, we can get a clearer sense of where our relationships are coming from and what foundations they've been built on. Then you, and I'm actually not going to get into this because I want to keep this a 30 minute episode for you, but for your own amusement, think then on top of all that natural programming, all of that natural foundational energy, elemental energy, think about the social programming that, you know, well, girls are supposed to behave in this way. Boys are supposed to behave in that way, which means women are supposed to behave in this way and men are supposed to behave in that way. There's so much cultural, um, storyline and narrative that isn't true, but has definitely been supported since we were, you know, in utero, um, that we're also battling that. So keep that in mind on top of all the natural feminine and masculine energies we possess. We're also, carrying a lot of storylines that go with it. Um, okay. 
Moving on to number two, getting clear on your love language. When we are talking about how to make our relationships thrive, particular, particularly during this kind of a crisis mode, we have to be very clear on what our love language is. I want you to imagine for a second, you, I'm an English speaker. Let's say you're a French speaker and we just, we don't communicate in the same language. I could be looking at you and telling you, like, I love you. I'm here to support you. I really believe in you. I think that no matter what happens in your life, you're going to be able to achieve anything you want, anything you envision. If you speak a totally different language than me, it doesn't fucking matter what I'm saying to you because you don't understand it because you don't speak the same language as me. So even though I'm saying very nurturing, supportive, wonderful things that I think you're really going to love to hear, if you don't speak the same language as me, it doesn't matter what my intention is. It doesn't matter what my message is. It's not getting through. That's very basic and very easy for us to understand. But for some reason, there's something about the human experience that distorts that when it comes to love. The reality is that each of us speaks a different love language or maybe combination of love languages that, that means when we, or in order for us to truly feel loved, for us to truly feel seen, which is like a basic human need and desire, we have to receive love in the way that makes sense for us, in the way that we understand and communicate love. Now, typically, how we receive and understand love is what our baseline is for expressing love. So in my relationships, I tend to be very supportive with my words. I tend to be very like, oh, I love you. You're so hot. Your shoulders are so broad. Oh my God. When you, when you like end your tease at the certain way of the end of your sentence, it makes me melt inside because it's so sexy. And you know, I, I really praise a lot with my words of affirmation. And similarly, I'm very affectionate, you know, like <laughs> I'll spare you some details, but I'm very affectionate. I love touch. I love physical expressions, whether that's like, I'm going to touch your back every single time I walk through the kitchen, or I'm going to look for your hand to squeeze and hold or rub your shoulder. It's like, it's so effortless. I don't know how to turn that off because it's how I communicate love. Similarly, that's how I receive love. So when in, in my past, when I have been in relationships, where my partner wasn't able to say nice things to me and when he wasn't able to physically show me his like love in a physical intimate way i felt like i was dead inside because I, my needs weren't being met because the love was not being delivered in a way that i could understand it now similarly other people have different kinds of needs and the number one thing you need to take away from this is that you need to just Amazon Prime right now, Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. He breaks down what the five love languages are. And um, there's a quiz. It's really, really simple. You can even do the quiz online, you and your partner. Find out through these 20 questions what your love language is, which tells you how you give and receive love. And then in the book, it gets very real about specific details how to do that. So if I'm somebody who only knows how to communicate with words and physical touch, the book teaches me how to express love for my partner who might only receive love through 
acts of service or through spending quality time together or through receiving gifts, even if I don't speak that language naturally myself, as a loving, supporting partner, I can, pardon me, I can learn to speak that language so that my partner feels loved and appreciated. And similarly, if he doesn't speak my language for words of affirmation and physical affection, he can learn to speak that language and show love for me in that way. Now, when this is out of whack in a, in a relationship, in a couple, what it feels like is fucking torturous. When your needs are not being met, it doesn't matter how well-intentioned the other person is. If they're filling up your car with gas because that's how they show love to to let you know that they're thinking of you, if they buy you snow tires for your birthday present, if they, I don't know, if they're constantly bringing you flowers and gifts, if they're the ones getting up and vacuuming on Saturday morning, they are doing all of that with love. There's nothing wrong with that. It's all incredibly beautiful as an expression. But if you don't speak that language, it is lost on you. So as a result, you constantly feel like your needs aren't being met and that you aren't being loved. And what that feels like in a partnership is your partner is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, all I do is show you that I love you. I've done this. I've done this. I've done that. And on the flip side, you're like, I know, but when's the last time we had sex? You know, when's the last time you sat down and offered to like, rub my feet at the end of the day? When's the last time you like just scooped me up in the kitchen and kind of danced me around? If you're not speaking the same language, it doesn't count. The message is lost. The intention is lost. What it does look like in a relationship when both people are very clear on what their partner's love language is and further what their own love language is so they can speak up and advocate for themselves if they feel like their needs are not being met, what that looks like is fucking golden. It's two people who are there in almost, it's it's subtle, but an almost constant attention to how they can show up, support, and meet their partner's needs. There's this beautiful dance that you get as a result of, um, I see you, I value you, I love you, and I know specifically how to light you up by showing you. It's like, I get giddy when I talk about this because it's so easy. Now, if, and this is a big if, if you are in a relationship in which your partner is not interested in learning how to speak your love language, then I have an episode on divorce that you might consider listening to. I got a couple actually, because I've done one podcast on my own and I've done one guest podcast on specifically, you know, not only what does divorce look and feel like, but how do you know when it's time? And one of the big markers that how you know this relationship is not working is when, sure, you're not communicating properly, but when you're expressing kind of a, a guidebook as to how to start communicating properly and your partner can't meet you there, what are you doing? Why would you want to be with somebody who doesn't even give a shit about learning how to make you feel loved? If they're only working off their own agenda and what works for them, we're talking about straight up narcissism, not about partnership. So if that's something that is making you feel it in your gut or in your tears right now, you know, we're having a very different conversation. I really believe that, and this sounds very negative, but work with me here, it's not. It's actually very positive. Um, I believe that when this has all come to pass, we're going to see a big spike in divorce rates because suddenly I think we're going to 
see a lot of couples forced to confront that the only reason they're together is because they have kids together, or the only reason they're together is because they're drinking buddies, or the only reason they're together is because they've been together for the last 15 years and like, I don't know, should we even like try anything else? This is kind of what we've always known. I think that this is a huge opportunity to really get clear on the why of your partnership and cultivate that time together and see if you really even like each other. You know, love languages are one thing, but like, do you even really like spending time with each other? Um, that's something to look at. But And why that, it sounds so negative, but why that's actually so positive is because when we each feel seen and loved to the best of our abilities, remember, it changes how you show up in every aspect of your, li- of your life, like business, life, love, partnership, whatever. So if you're in a partnership that is not supportive, that is not loving, that is not tender, that does not give a shit about how you feel, or if you are in that partnership and you are the person, <laughs> you are the person who doesn't give a shit about how your partner feels, that you know what, well, this is how I express love, this is what works for me, and I'm frankly not interested in learning any other new way, you have to leave. You have a responsibility to leave. You can't can't just go through the motions of like, you know, good enough is good enough for me because it isn't. We all deserve more than that. So if you can't show up fully in your relationship and love your partner in the way they deserve to be loved, you have a responsibility to leave. So that becomes positive because when we are each in a loving, healthy, supportive relationship, every part of our lives gets better. And as I said, full disclosure, I'm very, very single right now. I am in easily, this is going to make me weep. I'm in the best relationship of my life right now because I had neglected, neglected the relationship with myself for for decades. And it's only been this um, pause from relationships and dating. It's only been this, um, (laughs) frankly, great amount of time that I've had to get real with myself, to spend time with myself, to figure out what it is that I, Lise Wilcox, is interested in and loves to do and who I am as a person and what I value and what makes me me. I have given myself so much opportunity to explore that and make mistakes and try again and really start to get clear on who I am and what makes me tick that I have never felt so loved and supported in my entire life. That has been a process and that has been a journey. And yes, it did take cancer and chemotherapy too, like, and like the loss of my breasts to get me there. And here I am living it. Do I desire partnership? hundred percent. Do I hope it's a Ben Affleck archetype? Oh God, like unequivocally. And in the same breath, I can tell you, I am in the best, most loving, most supportive relationship of my life on my own. And I think that's really worth taking note of. All right. So last one, um, number three, uh, my third top tip on how to really thrive in your relationship is to uplevel your communication skills. I want to circle back to the masculine and feminine energies for a moment. As I mentioned, the natural inclination of this yin feminine energy is to slowly process and hash out, right? Come together and solve a problem. In contrast, the masculine energy and the masculine tendency is to retreat, to go deep within and process within. 
those two things do not support each other very well. And when you're in conflict with one another, and let's say your approach is to come together to the dining table and work this out, or, you know, go to bed and stay up all night figuring this out. And his approach is to like, shut the fuck up and figure it out on my own. And I'll come back when I'm ready to damn well ready to talk about it. These do not support each other. So one of the best tips I can give you in this is to know that, you know, know thyself, know your limits, know what you're capable of, know exactly what the background is and what is informing your dynamic and your communication as it is so that you can work with that. So again, one of the most valuable tips I can give you, if you communicate like this, or I'm going to say in a feminine way, and he communicates in a masculine way, here's the solution. It's, babe, I know you are stressed. I know you are maxed out right now. Um, I understand that you need time to process. So how long do you think you need? What this kind of a conversation does, what it opens up is, for me, as a feminine communicator, it soothes my need to be able to talk this out. Okay. It gives me a time frame and a timeline on when those needs are going to be met. Maybe he just needs an hour. Maybe he needs like 24 hours to go away and think about it and come back to the table. For him, what it does is it honors his need to retreat to the cave, to process on his own, and then come back to the table. The beautiful thing is this timeline that for me, I can communicate, you know, I need to know when we'll be able to talk about this. And he needs to know for that amount of time, an hour, 24 hours, whatever it is, that I'm not going to be there in his face asking for more and more. That's another very loving boundary you can set is that I, for my own needs, need to be met with when we're going to talk about this. And he is, and for his own needs, needs to know that he actually has the time to do what he needs to do so that he can show up fully in his own masculinity and come back to the table and do what needs to be done. It like It's so bloody simple. It's just a shift that requires both parties getting very clear on why that works and how it's going to better their relationship. An essential part of this is to realize that um, we have to approach every conversation without ego, but with good intention. You know, too often I see couples get stuck in this, like, well, you never, yeah, well, you never, well, the only reason I do this is because you, it's like, no, 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 enough. Like, sorry, that fucking shit doesn't work, period. And it really doesn't fucking work right now. Like right now is the time to level up, let the other shit go from the past and only work with the here and now. The intention of our conversations and of our relationship dynamics, the intention is only ever to move us forward, to level up, to carry on. So you have to approach everything with like, hey, you know what? I've been feeling this way. Not like, oh my God, if you say this one more time, no. I am feeling like this and I need your help to do that. He's got to do that too, or she's got to do that too. But you have to be very clear in communicating your own needs and your own intention rather than seeking to win. Seeking to win will make you lose. There is no winning in this. There's the only winning involved is like a peaceful environment that supports each individual to live wholly on their own while living interdependently as a couple and as leaders of their family, as the case may be. You have to fuel every every conversation with intention and not your ego. So as I said, I want to keep this kind of brief for you because there's so much information available to you right now. And each of these three things I could do like a full episode on. 
if you have questions and if you need help, oh my God, like get me on the phone, work with me. I can help you with this. I can help you dramatically transform your relationship. Like I guarantee that simply by shifting your conversation skills and your communication um, techniques. This is a passion of mine. It's a gift of mine. Let me help you. If you need help, let me help you. Furthermore, if your husband or your male partner is having a hard time with this, please have him call me. Let him work with me. Like encourage him to seek out the help. Um, I typically market only to women, but I've, I have male clients. I've had male clients in the past and it's an incredible working relationship because I'm so no bullshit and because I'm so clear cut because I have so much masculine energy. I get men, like I understand their needs. I understand their background. I understand their approach. And I obviously have this very intimate understanding of where a woman is coming from. It's I'm a really wonderful coach for men. So please don't think that you just need the emotional support. If your husband is the one who needs the emotional support, my goodness gracious, like send him to the market over here for emotional support. This is an excellent opportunity to date your partner again. And I do not mean that high pressure dating environment that we've created as a construct of like, oh great, now we go out for dinner and we fight over dinner instead of fighting at home. Um, I'm talking about what brings you joy as a couple? What makes you feel playful? What makes you feel actually super attracted to each other? You know, even if you want to take sex off the table, if you just like can't get there right now with physical intimacy sit on the bed and have the most intimate moment by holding your partner's hands and looking into their eyes. Put on your favorite record or your favorite song that makes you want to dance together. Like come back to each other. You got to come home to yourself so that you can come back to each other. And what that means is what brings me joy? What lights me up? What makes me feel alive? What makes me feel passionate? Do that for yourself and do that for your relationship. You know, reach that inner comfort and that intimacy with your soul. Um, and we do that through understanding masculine and feminine energy, getting clear on what love language is ours and what we speak and really up-leveling your communication skills. I am here to support you. Reach out anytime and I will always do my best to just make you feel completely whole as you are. Thanks so much for being here. You can totally do this. for your future, but ultimately you have to live in the now. It's fascinating when you just focus on, you know, imagining what the highest version of yourself would do. And then you start to act as if you already are that person. You can watch it transform your behavior right now. (sighs) We did it. (laughs) Let's go get some tacos.